0: Hey guys, turn off the news and turn on these dudes, CrossAtlantic Gaming at twitchtv Gaming. Let's do this thing.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the third annual cross-Atlantic Gaming Game of the Year show. I'm your co-host, Risky. Joining me this week, as always, my co-host, Moose. What's happening? Happy Game of the Year two weeks into January. It's the big show. You know know what's funny? We delayed this thing because uh, Cyberpunk had just come out, and we really wanted to give everybody a shot to play that game, uh, and...
0: We took a shot at it. See if that
1: can make the list. And I feel like a lot of people took a shot at that game, and I'm not sure it's on any lists. Actually, no, it is. Stay tuned for that later. Um, So this is our Game of the Year podcast. It's going to run a little bit differently. We are going to kind of talk about what we've been playing, go over a few things before we get into it. Uh, We won't have news this week, though. Um, Okay, so honestly, that was really the only thing that's (laughs) any different, is that we're not going to have news. We're going to go over some of... Our favorite games at the very end to give you a list, one to five, five to one. More likely that way, uh, and we'll hear some top fives from the community. Um, we'll we'll hand out some, what, dun, dungies. Dung? Am I saying dungies. that right? They're no, dungies. Dungies. Uh, some yeah. some fake haha awards, dungies. Since you couldn't get dungies to dungies to take off, we're going to go. Going to
0: catch on still.
1: It's fine dungies isn't a thing but dungies (laughs) are our faux awards will be dished out as well
0: they're like the like the bad oscar awards what do they call those the razzies i think i i didn't know they did that it is just go with it
1: the razzies so yeah it's kind of like our version of the razzies perfect (laughs) whatever that means (laughs) uh but for before we get into it this also happens to be our game of the year our vip episode uh so we do have a vip drawing let me tab over to that quick uh and i'm also going to mute the desktop audio because it turns out when you click this little hat that's on the screen right now it makes a super loud noise so just here we go good luck all right the winner
0: we still heard it Ooh, Art Cutter.
1: Did you actually still hear that? Yeah, I heard it. (laughs) Uh, Well, hopefully Twitch didn't have to hear it. I'm really sorry if you did. Uh, Art, shout out to you. Congrats. Um, If you want to become a VIP, a couple ways to do it, patreon.com slash CAG podcast or twitch.tv slash cross Atlantic gaming. If you send us a sub there, you can get yourself into the drawing. But uh, congrats, Art. Moose will reach out to you. uh, Yes, sir settle that you can settle up with him come find me come find him um (laughs) if you can good luck (laughs) Uh, other things to get into we are doing a we talked about this a few episodes ago uh but we're we're gonna do a community play at the end of the month we're looking at january 30th as of now we also have january 31st is kind of for now a backup date depending on how people are feeling when it comes closer to that time Right. But there's no football
0: that weekend, right? There's actually not, which is perfect. No. It's
1: it's the week off. So hopefully, nobody has plans besides to do some gaming. Uh, Like I said, we'll plan on that weekend. We're shooting for Saturday. If Saturday isn't going to work for a majority of people, we'll push it to Sunday. Uh, We'll probably do it 5 6 Eastern, I think. Maybe a little earlier if we can, just to try to get both. Well, not both time zones, just all the all the time zones from the community in. Uh, so it's not too late for anyone, not too early for anyone else, uh, but it is a Saturday. So uh, put it on your calendars, and hopefully we can get into that. We'll be trying to figure out what game we're going to be playing uh, throughout the coming weeks. It'll really come down to how many people we have, I think, because uh, mm-hmm. obviously some games are better than others with certain player counts. Uh, Rocket League is always a good one, but certain player count for that. Uh, Jackbox we could do with. A number of people. There's a bunch of stuff we can do, but yeah, plan on the weekend of the 30th and 31st for the Community Play. Um, yep. And
0: if you're in Discord and have not said what day works better for you, please go to the Community Play channel and uh, hit the emoji on whichever one works for you.
1: Yep. Uh, so, with that stuff out of the way, another week in gaming. What have we been playing? Anything you want to... Get out of the way before we get into this old game of the year shebang.
0: Yeah. Um, especially right before uh Sweeney goes to bed here. I'm working on my quick my game per month. So uh I pulled out um Link's Awakening from the old Switch archives. Dang I have crushed, I think, four dungeons last weekend. Four dungeons? <laughs> yeah, four dungeons. <laughs> and um I'm on the last one, and then it's just up the hill to crack the egg and take on the uh, wind fish, I believe.
1: The big old scary wind fish. Yeah. I do remember so. that game, and I think I'm also like a decent way into it, so I might need to follow in your footsteps and use this to, to knock off February or something. Or it's just add it to the game. pile of January. Pfft. Yeah, it's Whatever. it's so fun. And nah,
0: the, for sure. the remake of, you know, what was it, 1996, I think, or 93 is when
1: that game came out. 90s for sure.
0: And um, I don't know. I'm just enjoying it all. I'm, I'm using a guide. There's no way I would play a game like that without a guide.
1: um cause... Yeah, I remember getting stuck on something because I was trying my yeah. best not to use a guide. and then right. I, Or I had to ask you, actually. I don't even know if I used yeah, a guide. Yeah, you messaged
0: me, and I was like, you're going to hate this. And he's like, and you're like, what? I was like, you have to kill
1: the enemies in a certain sequence. Or that's one. what it was. Like, Dumbest yeah. thing ever. <laughs> but and I mean, we talked about this when we talked about the game way back when. But like, mm-hmm. how did you know that without calling into the Nintendo hotline?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why they have those what? little phone huts everywhere. Smart. In the game, in the in the uh, you know the new version of it, they have those little phone huts all over the place that are supposed to like give that's you hilarious. clues. But right. they're all riddles. So.
1: Here's a hint. The hint is in riddle form. Here's your riddle yeah. to figure out the other riddle. Good luck. Like,
0: yeah, or the the owls in all the dungeons, or dungeons, sorry. Um, <laughs> they uh, You have to find its beak in one of the treasure chests, and then you go plug the beak into the owl's face, and then he tells you like a clue, but it's like, all the balls fall in all the holes. It's like,
1: <laughs> oh, do cool. they? All right. Now Thanks I understand.
0: That. Yeah, exactly. That just you know the whole world opens up once the owl speaks <laughs> i so now understand I don't know. everything but i'm hoping to have an update next week to have that thing off the list and off the switch and you know behind me
1: nice fun fact this game was on your uh, game of the year last year
0: yeah it was fine i didn't finish it was in your yet. top five right it was a good one
1: there you go well coming around full circle then huh
0: you betcha
1: if only you had finished it for this episode, would have been perfect. Next, I know, next time,
0: I you know I, I really in, I tried to, but I think I still have a couple hours. I have left more than and, you thought, yeah. Yeah, and I have I had a bunch of stuff going on today, unfortunately. So
1: heard that. Um, is that really anything else? Out of no. the out of the ordinary? No, all the usual stuff and that I believe. Yeah, buddy. Um, so speaking of a game a month, I also knocked off The Last of Us Two. Off of mine uh i I had actually longer than I thought I did in that game um but it is beaten now, <laughs> and I don't know where to start with it because I mean, I <laughs> talked about it a good amount last week, uh, and, and I know right. it's super divisive across the interwebs uh it's a good game of a brutal game, the conclusion. It was tough because I thought that I was getting a happy ending finally, which, if you know anything about this game, nothing about this game is happy. I
0: say, I've heard otherwise about that game.
1: Yeah, right. So I yeah, don't know how
0: it ends, but you know,
1: and and I won't spoil how it ends. It's just it's it's not the happiest of endings, and they set you up where it seems like like they could have cut the game at a spot that's maybe like an hour or two from the finish line and you would have gotten your what i think would have been a happy enough ending for me to kind of be like all right you know what worth it right but then that kind of just gets pooed on and and then it just gets bad and sad more and it's just the whole game's a downer but uh outside of that it's beautiful it plays well um just some of the action sequ- sequences are just straight out of a movie like that's how cinematic they are uh it's sure. super intense the characters are i think they introduce some good new ones uh there's some not so great ones as well uh for sure but overall i don't i don't think it's worth passing up if you have uh if you get the chance to play it i guess especially if you played the first one i think you need to continue to see what happens here um at least i would have to after playing the first one i knowing that somebody had made something that continued on that story which if you played the last of us the first one that game clearly ended and you knew that there was going to be a second game like they left it where you knew that the last of us 2 was going to be a thing so knowing that and knowing that it is a real game i see no reason not to give it a shot uh and if you're not interested in picking it up at a 70 or 60 dollar price tag right now get it for like 20 bucks sometime down the road like if you look at the last of us or the uncharted or just wait till it goes into like the collection thing or whatever the playstation has going on um if you need it to drop down low wait sure but i i say don't skip it is my thought um i think it's worth a play for the gameplay alone and it's like even if you don't agree with the story choices i still think it's a decent story like it's not a lot of people thought this game was a masterpiece uh, and had some of the best writing and best story arcs ever i'm kind of like in the middle like i yeah i don't know it's a weird one but uh hmm. not worth skipping for sure but i finished that i rolled credits and we'll see what the last of us three has to has to have it's so bring...
0: definitely gonna be another one, huh?
1: uh, there can be sure,
0: okay, so they left some something open or something, yeah,
1: I yesterday. think so for sure so yeah we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens Maybe we'll get a little side spin off thing like the uh. What did the Uncharted get? The what, Legacy? Lost Legacy, I think. Was, oh yeah. They the had those, the little spin-off then, like, story.
0: Wolfenstein has a couple little side stories. Yeah, or like this
1: it. uh Miles Morales, how that's just kind of like a, a spin-off from Spider-Man. Maybe you'll have something like that. Um about right. some other characters or something while we're waiting for them to, for Naughty Dog to make this next one. But I would assume they're already hard at work uh on the third installment and probably last one. I feel like well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. They did Uncharted the 4 last of us the last last of us (laughs) what if that's what they call it
0: what a nightmare (laughs) that person should be fired
1: the last last of us uh yeah so it's in the book so i've got uh miles morales and the last of us for knocked out so far i should have waited
0: you're gonna burn yourself out copernicus
1: i can't wait (laughs) we'll see
0: we shall see all right so should we start the real show now
1: all right, let's start the real show. Let me uh, tab over somewhere to my game of the year notes somewhere. Um, all right, so uh, the format we're going to be doing here, we're just going to, in no particular order, well, actually, I guess they kind of look ordered, but in no particular order, we'll say, uh, we're going to talk about different games on our lists. We're then going to give out a dungie. Then we're going to go to a community member for their top five and then back to another game. We'll flow like that for the next however long it takes. But uh, all right, Moose, first up in the number one game. Not number one game. I just said we weren't going to number them, and then I just gave you a number. Yeah, now I'm confused. The first game that you're going to talk about won first. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Final Fantasy VII
0: Remake. Yeah, dude. I never played Final Fantasy, really, until I got a hold of this game. And, like, the story development, the character development, everything in this game is just top-notch. And the way that they incorporated action and, you know, it's not uh, turn-based combat, the way that's all incorporated, but you can still, you know, do turn-based combat if you'd like to. This game is amazing. Still have to finish it. Like I said, I think last week, I'm stuck on top of a roof fighting in a helicopter. (laughs) And uh, like haven't cracked that code yet, but uh, I am looking forward to the ending of this and um, <clears throat> the continuation of this story. That who knows how long it's going to take. This is another um, uh, king Kingdom Hearts thing, you know. I have a feeling this remake is going to be a decade long.
1: Yeah, I mean, if to put it into perspective, this section of just Midgar took about six hours in the original. And you're looking at like a 30 to 40 hour game here. So it literally could stretch on for decades like you said. And
0: yeah, this Midgar, this portion had been in development for the last six years. So, yeah, they're
1: either going to have to speed up the production time. Or they're
0: just holding stuff back, which is what I hope is going on.
1: Yeah, maybe that they've just had a lot of it done. It's just weird that we haven't even seen like a tease of the next right. part of it yet. That might say isn't something that, about how where, where they're at. Isn't
0: that how they did the first one, though? Because everybody was complaining about how they had not said anything about it. And then they're like, okay, well, it's coming out in like 60 days or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it was one of those, and it's coming out today except for not today so but yeah same um, idea
0: let's see i wrote a couple notes down here um it's made by square of course and uh it's like we just talked about the first part of of many of how many who knows how many um segments of this game are going to actually be done because this like you said was four hours in the original and that game is three discs i believe on the first playstation
1: Uh, three or four yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> Our playstation 2 which one was humongous. it
1: humongous i think it was uh original
0: okay but uh it's a story about cloud strife who's an ex-soldier um soldiers are basically like the green berets or special ops guys that worked for for shira the electric company and now he is joined up with the eco bandits or e- what do they call them
1: eco terrorists eco
0: terrorists is, is
1: what they get called yeah
0: yeah and um just the the development that and the friendship that he gets, you know, becomes with Tifa and uh, Barrett and what's the flower girl?
1: Oh, the thirsty girl. Maris, Eris,
0: Eris. Yeah, Eris. Yeah, I'm not good with names, but
1: a- I just said Eris. She's from Destiny.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Eris with the T H. Yes, but then another thing that's kind of shocking is like. They, they get you to like really like some of these characters and then they just whack them
1: bye
0: <laughs> this is like oh well okay that that person's not in the crew anymore <laughs> I guess he's no longer around anymore either wow okay just keep but, on uh, keep on keeping on yeah you got your main four which are the the people that I, I named and yeah. you know they're all awesome like tifa is just a badass like bare knuckle boxer like a kickboxer <laughs> yeah
1: dude and it's then... so funny watching the combat when it's like everybody's throwing like fireballs or like shooting yeah. gatling guns she's just like running up and punching giant metal machines like All and right. doing
0: the most damage too for sure yep and just the way that you can stack your like abilities and i forget what do they call them the little balls i want to call them runes but i know that's not correct
1: it's not mana either. I can't. I haven't played this it game is so mana, long. Isn't it? Is it mana? Yeah, it <laughs> might be.
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't know. This like, if all JRPGs were like this game, that would be like you play a lot
1: more. My jam,
0: right. I, I I think I play a lot more than I have before. But
1: yeah. Well, this I think it's awesome. You kind of talked about the combat earlier. Right. Right? Like this is the perfect mix of. You can play this just straight up hack and slash if you want, or you can be a little more technical, tech, tactical, uh, stop time and choose which move your characters are going to use. And you, you're swapping back and forth between however many characters are in your party uh, right. during combat the entire time. So it's like when somebody's meter is up for them to do a special attack, you kind of swap to that person and then use that special. And the whole time you can kind of be freezing. I think time still passes by just it's super like, slowly. Yeah, it's like
0: frame by frame.
1: So it, it's yeah you you can play it turn based uh, essentially or you can play it more of a hack and slash I think the perfect mix for me is just kind of doing it a little hybridy or like mm-hmm. once you get good at switching and picking the right move right. uh you, you do it fast enough that it doesn't even feel like you're really stopping time or combat at all it kind of it it starts to click and you're a lot snappier and you're not it's not actually like turn based at that point because
0: right. it, it almost becomes like second nature as yeah for sure far as, you know switching between characters okay this guy's powers down i need to use my healer now or right but it's the thing i like about it is it's not like you cannot hack and slash your way through this game if you don't use strategy and each person in your party's <clears throat> you know advantages and attributes then you're just going to get your your butt handed to you
1: yeah it's especially if if you're not i would say if you play on the easiest difficulty you might be able to do that but I don't think so, because
0: that's where I'm at. I think. Oh,
1: really? Okay, so yeah. so not meant to be a hack and slasher, but no. it's it's not like tedious and monotonous in the way that right. maybe you would find your typical JRPG.
0: Right, where you have to put sixty hours in to grind a character up and all that stuff. So far, it hasn't been that way.
1: No, I, from what I've played of it, not grindy at all. Right, it and doesn't they, seem they, like it, at least.
0: And I love just the way that they've incorporated like anime and like real world together, like you just see a, a guy with spiky hair running around with a sword like four times the size of himself and just like a normal town that which would look like you know in Tokyo <laughs> or it's just like this is awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, no for sure.
0: So yeah, that that one definitely made my list this year.
1: Yeah, it's something special. It didn't make my list, but it's uh my short list. It it's definitely there. That's why I was telling you before while we were making our lists I was like, for whatever reason, the top 10 list seems like it would have been way easier for me to make this year. Right. Cause I had so many games I wanted to include on the back half of my, my top five that for sure. th- this was definitely one of them. But, I feel like
0: it was a, a pretty strong year for gaming with it being COVID and delays and all that stuff. It was, there were some, some good titles out.
1: And that's, I feel like that's what's happened every year coming, except for maybe 2018. I feel like the first one ever that we did it, that wasn't mm-hmm. bad because there was a, that was like god of war yeah and spider-man, Spider-Man red dead red De- like yeah, but 2019
0: had no chance 20 yeah
1: 2019 addicted. and 2020 this year I, I, both years i kind of went into them not thinking that there was a ton that was super great that came out until i went back mm-hmm. looked at all the releases all the stuff i'd played and been like oh okay you know what this is not a bad year at all and i don't think we'll have a bad year going forward to be fair there's enough people making games now that you're bound to find something you like there's bound to be gems out there if you look hard enough for them for sure
0: yeah and i think that um developers are starting to move more along that six month time frame of you know announcement to release date as opposed to waiting two and three years and then you know the hype builds higher than the game can you know, achieve.
1: <laughs> We've got a, an award for that. Should we uh move into our first dungie of the night?
0: Let's give out some dookie.
1: All right, and because you just mentioned that, I'm gonna switch these around from the notes. But uh sure. this first award is the we waited eight years for this <laughs> question mark award. And it's going out to Cyberpunk twenty seventy-seven. This game was originally announced in twenty twelve yeah uh, and then we got a teaser yeah. for it in 2013 and now we're here
0: man i just hope that company sticks around or is acquired before they get <laughs> closed down by the polish government or if, you know because this game has so much potential but at this point in, in my opinion last time i tried it, it was unplayable
1: yeah it, it's just they released two very different versions of the game <laughs> one for right. high-end pcs and one for everybody else so yeah
0: it's, like, nothing to see here. This game is, you know, we're going to show everybody this one thing and then, like, you know, give them com- something completely different for their hard-earned money. And weird. People aren't happy.
1: It is rough, dude. Rough.
0: <laughs> so I, I, I really I, I, hope they make it out of this because um, I'll talk about this in the news next week, but they're being investigated by, like, the Polish uh, Trade Commission.
1: That doesn't sound great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So they may have some some big issues here Yep. in the near future.
1: All right. So congrats to Cyberpunk for taking home the first dungie of the night. <laughs> Good job, guys. All right. Next up, let's throw it to a member of the community for their top five.
2: Cross-Atlantic Gaming Community. Hello. It's me, Chocolate Bear. And for this 2020 Game of the Year, I'm going to be picking Call of Duty Cold War. This is a game that I really enjoyed, probably one of the only campaigns I finished this year from Recollection. Um, it's really good. It's really worth jumping into. Uh, there's many choices, many times where you have to either save or kill someone, which we know I liked from the previous Call of Duty game, um, and definitely worth the play. So, Call of Duty, Cold War, my game of the year.
1: Bear, where are the other four games?
0: So many words, but they
1: say really much. <laughs> um, cool, uh, Call of Duty Cold War. I you didn't touch this campaign, correct? No, I haven't bought the game yet. Oh, you do? You still don't have Cold War? Okay, fair enough.
0: But, what for? Uh, leveling up
1: your guns for Warzone.
0: But I got the battle pass, and I already got me an Uzi. I just need to get that other one that's
1: illegal, that they say is pay to win, and would be good to go. Yep. So, Bear, thanks for the submission um cold war cool i like it all right next up uh let's go to one of my top five games of the year uh this was in the uh, we're not talking about spots yet but this was the the last game in for me uh and i struggled with a bunch of other games but i went with fall guys okay the uh the best battle royale that came out this year that's not true because different one came out i I disagree with you there (laughs) uh but fall guys where to start uh this came out in the middle of the pandemic which i mean this whole year pretty much unless it came out before march came out during that time uh but this is was a super fun game that was fun with friends was super quirky. If you're not familiar, you pretty much dress up this bean in whatever costumes you've earned uh, and then you set off to be the last man standing. It, it reminds me of a lot of Knockout. Uh, most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Most Extreme Elimination MXC. Uh, mm-hmm. Any number of those things. You get plopped into... I think there was 20, 20, uh, there's 20 plus different races, different obstacle courses uh, ranging from platforming to team games where you had to like put a certain amount of balls into a certain section there's a game where you chase each other around and grab these tails that only a certain amount of people could have um and then th- the main objective is to get to the final round uh, it was 5 rounds and when you got to the fifth and final round you played against everybody else uh, as solos even if you had come in with like teammates in your lobby or whatever Uh, and you would play one of the final round games to grab the crown and be the last one standing. Uh, Essentially a battle royale in its most basic form, but also most fun form. I can't remember ever playing this game and getting actually mad. Uh, That's not true. I definitely got mad, but there was always levity to the situation. It was always hilarious watching your friends die and freak out
0: shopa was the best to play with
1: shopa the loudest fall guys player that you'll ever meet um, he was getting griefed
0: 100 percent of the
1: time i'm getting griefed <laughs> uh and like i said the gameplay is super simple you had like a jump a dive a you could grab onto people which could be hilarious because you'd sit at the like finish line and you'd see the count going down and you're like okay 24 people can make it and you just start grabbing onto people so they can't cross the finish line and it right. just all sorts of mayhem and fun uh it just it kind of dropped at the perfect time for me I, I wasn't playing anything i played a bunch of this on pc and uh yeah i don't know man it's just it, it's non-stop fun the entire time you're playing it unless you're right terrible at it, it might not be great but and
0: a good thing about this game is it's like family friendly. Anybody aged two to ninety can literally play this game. So
1: might You might not know. take yeah. home a crown, but No. Well, oh, i have I don't have a crown, so And I I think I had one or two. So right. it it's it's tough. You get to those final races and it's like one of the final races is literally like a mountain that you're climbing and there's mm-hmm. obstacles coming at you and like spinning blades and just all this stuff you have to get through and as you're running you just kind of can like see people to your right and left and you might think you're ahead, but then I'm way off on the right side of the screen. This guy just like comes around, jumps up and grabs the crown in front of you. And you're just like, well, right.
0: Or they just take off at the start line and just fly all the way to the top. And it's like, huh? What that was, singing? yeah, this,
1: Cheaters. this happened, I think towards right. When the end of when I stopped playing it, but people were using like speed hacks to win Bot. in fall Bot. guys. All bots. What? bots Why? are
0: ruining the world. Just
1: they ruined all of the Battle Royals. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Some some of, some all of them battle
0: have Battle but we got that later.
1: Fair. Uh, so yeah, uh, Fall Guys made my list. It, it's it's the perfect little game that came out at the perfect time for me.
0: Yeah, good stuff. I I really enjoyed that game. I just I don't think I played it enough to get it on onto my list. Yeah, so no, I think that... maybe if it was top ten, it'd be in there.
1: That's like I said, dude, easy to make a top ten list this year. <laughs> yep. All right, next up, let's get into another dungie. This is the because we're a family-friendly podcast, this is the FU Money Award. This is when you have so much money that you don't know what to do with it. And yep. this award goes to Microsoft because they <laughs> this year decided to pay Bethesda seven point five billion with a B billion dollars uh what is ZeniMax, i think is the actual parent company name but they essentially bought bethesda and all of their games Uh, this is what you do when you can't compete with your competitors first party titles i think
0: you gotta buy them buy your friends can't beat them join them or buy them
1: (laughs) right so yeah congrats to microsoft for just having so much money that when they're losing in software they can just acquire whole entire publishers and take all those games and if you don't think what throw throw
0: some of that money this way please and we'll fling a dungie at you
1: yeah 7.5 billion that's I mean it's enough to go around I think gotta be right Hmm. guess we'll see I just need like a mil just (laughs) just like a a cool million and I'd be fine no problem All right, uh, let's go over to another member of the community for their top 5
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next episode. Oh, hold on. Right. Crap. Wrong intro. Hold on. Hold on. There it is. Got it. Hey, guys. Chopra here. Uh, I've been tasked with giving you my top five games of 2020. So let's get right into it. Starting off at number five, uh, we're going to have Fall Guys. Um, A Great multiplayer experience to play with friends. Uh, A lot of fun, but also very simple. Um, Once you get kind of like the hang of all of the maps and everything you can do, um, it's a lot of fun to see if people fail. But it's also very difficult to win. Um, In our friend group, only a few of us have wins in it with a bunch of games played. So, uh, but a lot of fun. Uh, Next, number four Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, We just started playing this game. Uh, Like to play it with Lou and Risky. Um, You're dwarfs, which one is amazing. Kind of makes you feel like a hobbit. And two, you're mining and shooting bugs all at the same time. Uh, I I use the gunner who has just this Gatling gun with over 3,000 bullets in it. And it's just so much fun to just light things up um getting into the more difficult parts too definitely becomes challenging um and it offers a small bot to accompany you if you're playing solo versus playing with your friends so i'd say i've done four or five missions solo and it's just as fun as playing with multiplayer because you got your little bot helping you around and you can make, make him shoot rockets and stuff coming in at number three I have Among Us. This game took the world by storm, I'm pretty sure, uh, this past year. Um, especially with how many, you know, top-notch streamers and stuff picked it up and were playing together and stuff like that. Um I think one of the few games where, you know, it wants you to lie and try to confuse as many of your friends as possible. Uh, we got to play it a few times. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I think one of the cool things they're doing is they're coming out with uh, different types of lobbies you can do. Um, you know, regular lobby, you just have the two imposters who are trying to kill things. And you can only talk when you do a meeting. Whereas now they have proximity chat. So if you're near somebody, they can hear you talking, which adds a whole nother layer to the game. And they've also done a cool one I've seen called twins where half of the players are the players and half of the players look the same as the other players. You have to figure out who's telling the truth and who is who. So awesome game, a ton of fun to play and I can't wait to play more. Um, this might be a surprise to most, but coming in at number two is call of duty Warzone. Um, one of the only BRs that I've played this year, uh, it, it took the gaming world by storm. And, uh, I don't think many people have gone back to the other BRs they were playing. Um, you know, great gameplay quality franchise has always been a favorite of mine. So obviously this was going to be right up there. Um, the only thing that's keeping it out of number one, I would say is they're kind of slow on patches. Some things that are, you know, overpowered stay overpowered for a little too long. And they have no anti-cheat software. Uh, If you're going to have a top-tier game where you're going to have a lot of people competing for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and games are decided by cheaters, that's tough. So, I mean, I've I've loved it. We've played it ever since it came out. I have hundreds, if not a thousand games, but keeping it at number two. And number one for 2020, I have Valorant. Uh, Riot Games, known for their League of Legends, came out with their first-person shooter style game. Uh, I was a big fan of CSGO, you know, back before everything else came out. And so obviously moving to this game was a no-brainer. Um, <clears throat> 5v5 person, first-person shooter is right up my alley. Um, and I think one of the good things about this game coming out and the reason it's my number one is i think it's going to be one of the first esports to really take gaming more mainstream it's pretty simple to understand you know it's 5v5 with a bomb to plant and but it kind of gives you that little bit aspect of you know overwatch or like a you know they've got abilities and stuff like that so it's not just straight gunplay so i i think that one's gonna be that one's gonna be one we're gonna see for a while and we're gonna be able to see hopefully on like a espn or something cool like that but uh that was my top five games of 2020 uh and thank you bye
1: all right so first shout for valorant nice dude that's uh i tried you you never tried a valorant at all did you
0: I don't think so. I think I only played the other one.
1: What was the other one? Oh, the... Uh... The, the Bear Light. I know. What was it called? Why can't I can't think of the name of it? it? Literally like the console version of this Rogue Company. Rogue Company. There you go. Rogue Company. Uh, yeah. I mean, from what I've heard, the people that play Valorant, uh, super into Valorant. It's, to me, like Ben said, it's a lot like cs go where it's like the diehard cs go people in that community are all super into that game and will make it live forever but then maybe more mainstream i don't want to say mainstream but like normal normal isn't the right word either but like gamers like you and i moose we right. don't really know what's going on in cs go yeah. just like we don't really know what's going on uh in valorant but for the people that like it it sounds like they love it um uh, and maybe I'm it's- terrible at
0: these games that's why i hate competitive destiny because it's one life and... And then you done. <laughs> ...die and don't help my teammates. Yep. So, these usually, like, this, CSGO, um, Siege, all those type of games, like, I really need to invest time into if I want to be good at them.
1: Hey, who's got time for that?
0: Yeah, I don't, so... <laughs> not,
1: not sweaty enough <laughs> nah. at this point.
0: Dude, I got super sweaty yesterday playing that game, uh, the Game Pass Roulette game.
1: Oh, Hot Shots? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i put
0: the controller down because it was time to go pick up the girls i was only playing it for like 10 or 15 minutes just doing hot laps why you know? am i dredged
1: in sweat it, dude,
0: my controller was just glistening i was oh like this God. is gross
1: <laughs> i am a monster yeah uh great um so all right cool Shobo, thanks for the submission um all right next up let's get to a game off your list a game that i just recently downloaded on my playstation 5 because it was fault free Yes man eater
0: have you tried it yet
1: no just just downloaded it one step at a time
0: (laughs) like this sounds crazy but like if i could recommend any game on my list to anybody just to check out and try i promise you you'll have a good time unless you have an issue with sharks or like i I think even like animal rights activists would like this because you get (laughs) to be the animal and you're like going after here i'll just Go over my notes real quick. So, right, <clears throat> it's a tripwire game, Tripwire Interactive. It's an action RPG of a shark that you go from a pup to a mastodon through levels of evolution. Um, Scaly Pete is the antagonist who killed your mom and disfigured her in front of you. Jesus. So, you know that gives you a little incentive, a little motive, yeah. <laughs> and you you meet up with old Scaly Pete a, three to- a few times throughout the game. At one point, you take his arm from him. So. That feels good. Payback's B. Right. And um let's see. Like you said, it's play, PlayStation Plus for January. And believe it or not, folks, it will be on the Switch sometime in 2021.
1: Is that going to be the best place to play it, though? Or do you think no, it was great on your not. giant TV in the living room?
0: I, I almost want to play it again just to see the enhancements the <laughs> Series X. Uh,
1: like when you first said this though that if you had to suggest one game off this list like looking at this list this feels like the one game that people probably didn't try or wouldn't have right. thought to try but yeah you love this game so
0: it was yeah like i i consume this game this is the first game i ever did uh thousand, G? A thousand game thousand four on it and it was very you know it wasn't hard to do right but like
1: um, it wasn't hard to do like you enjoyed what you were doing. Yeah. Right?
0: And it's just, you know, find hidden items or chomp so many people on the beach or like <laughs> it's it's literally like your favorite um Ubisoft RPG. You're just
1: a shark. What's the what's the gore factor like in this game? Like like million? would you play this in front of your kids? Like a million, did you I say? Did. I did play it in front of my kids. Okay. but i don't know if you should (laughs) big difference
0: between yeah if you're a good parent i wouldn't look at me as like you know parenting tips at all because that's not what this
1: podcast is for
0: i'm trying to figure this out still but uh yeah i played it in front of my kids they seem to enjoy it but it's (laughs) it's definitely gory going from you know just chewing up a little a little fish in front of you and then alligators start attacking you and then bigger sharks start attacking you, and then guys with, like, rocket launchers and grenade launchers start attacking you, and you, like, eventually, when you evolve all the way up into the Mastodon, you can leap, I swear, probably 50, 70, so, like, feet in the catch air. catch
1: helicopters?
0: Yeah, and <laughs> um, you can, like, belly flop onto the boats, and it just, like, destroys them. You can, you've, can develop, like, an electrical charge, and I believe, like everything in these um every attribute that these sharks have through the you l el- el- good lord evolutions um is an actual trait that some sort of shark has somewhere in the world like there is a shark that has a- an electric shock when it bites you so well, that's horrifying <laughs> yeah i believe if i remember when i was playing this game like it's kind of an animal rights type thing too is like just bring awareness of sharks to people type deal
1: but not to scare you that they're gonna flop out of the water and eat a helicopter no, dude,
0: no it's it's like it's like um
1: are they just little like that? blurbs that pop up like fun facts
0: uh, i think like every time you evolve like it, it shows you what your next little attribute is or your next little thing like one has a really fast tail or you have like a a scale on the outside of you so that like you basically have bones on the outside of your body nothing can hurt you gotcha um electrical charge bite is one of them like a super hard bite is another one like uh there's different skill chains that you can go through like whether you're what kind of bite you want what kind of armor basically you have what kind of tail you use so i don't know just a shark pg yeah it is a shark pg for sure (laughs)
1: awesome uh this is a good one on the list because i think a lot of people probably haven't played this well i mean if they're listening to this podcast they probably heard you talk about it a time or two yeah
0: but like when this uh game goes on sale for like 10 or 20 bucks or it comes to game pass whatever check it out Cause it's it. not a very yeah it's not a very long game either like i i want to say this is one of the only games that i think i consumed in like a week or two which just from that's awesome though. you know periodic hour two here, periodic hour two there. Right. Um, And I just, every time I'd want to play something for 15, 20 minutes, I would find myself, you know, going towards this one. So check it out. Tell me what you think.
1: All right. That's man eater up next. We have another dungie. This is the, you're not overwatch award. And this (laughs) one is going to, well, it's a tie. Yeah. we're giving this out to two games this year. We're giving it out to Bleeding Edge and Crucible. Uh Bleeding Edge crucible? was that <laughs> Microsoft developed melee focused like Overwatch game. Like you did you well, you played some of this. Didn't we play yeah, some of this I together? I played it
0: with you for like twenty minutes and we're like, this game's terrible. It's literally I just, was I think I was a kid in a wheelchair
1: that was definitely a thing i remember the whole cast was super diverse (laughs) yeah dude um and yeah it was just a weird hack and slash melee focused game that wasn't so great Mm -hmm. uh and then there was crucible this was amazon's take on
0: didn't they go to like beta and then just like never mind
1: so this game came out in May, went back into beta because it had such a terrible reception in July, and then the entire the entire project was scrapped in October. So,
0: Man, that's like the Benjamin Button of video games.
1: It, it lived and died uh, very quickly.
0: <laughs> it was like in its adult state, and then it went to its infant state, and then it was dead.
1: That <laughs> it was just, it wasn't a thought anymore. Right, not as, even a gleam in its daddy's eye. As it originally wasn't. But uh, yeah, so hey, shout out to Bleeding Edge and Crucible. You guys are uh, non-existent at
0: this point. Yeah, I was going to say, let us know (laughs) where we can ship that poo, but uh, I
1: don't think you guys have an address, so sorry, guys. Oh, well. Um, All right, next, let's hand it over to another member of the community.
3: Hey, all you cross-Atlantic gaming friends. Arrow Ben Kenobi here. Happy New Year. Like many of you, video games in 2020 was coupled with our situation of being stuck inside a lot i played many games but that's cut to the chase Warzone, i dabbled or finished campaigns in the following from the division 2 new york expansion destiny 2 assassin's creed valhalla cyberpunk star wars squadrons but listen at the end of the day nothing compared to Warzone for me it was the perfect escape playing in the evenings with moose big cutter and others leveling weapons and plunder or dropping into the dam Here's to a new year and more War Zones. See you all online.
1: Dropping into the dam. What a savage. You're on mute.
0: Well, <laughs> I said, dude, we go hard.
1: <laughs> go hard at the dam? That's right. Dam or... Some... Or
0: the construction area?
1: Oh Yeah, right, because I remember you always had your, your house. So what's weird to me is that... <laughs> And I'm just now putting these two things together. You had, in Blackout, you had this weird set of buildings that you would always land at. And you had this one house that you called your own. Uh, And then also in Warzone, it's just a a, a random development where you've also chose your own home. Exactly. Is that what this was? It was just kind of like... I
0: think we called it construction to start with. Construction. Yeah. So this is just a continuation. It's like a a little housing development that's in the middle of construction.
1: That's too funny but uh ben thank you for the submission uh war zone you're not gonna i'm not gonna fight you on that one i don't think anyone no. here
0: is and i look forward to playing many many more matches with you ben especially now that you're back in the house dude he was in like a less than 600 square foot apartment with his family of four
4: for
0: <sighs> like during a pandemic doing e-learning work from home all that stuff for like three months longer than they said it was going to take because Seattle didn't deem construction as a essential business for like the first two or
1: three months of it. Jeez Louise. That's a, <laughs> like just trying to find game time in general, but then having to do it while your family's like sleeping a hundred feet away in another room yeah. trying not to be loud. Uh, that was one thing I mentioned to him when he put in his, uh, submission. I was like, whenever you hop on, I'm usually have already been in bed for a half hour. Uh, but I did tell him that me, you cutter and him, we're going to have to try to find some time. One of these nights, uh, maybe just, I'll start a little bit later or stay up a little bit longer or whatever. Uh, get or some, Just you know, um,
0: I'm going to have to leave your friends after, you know, 10 o'clock your time. Or oh, like, it's actually or like big it gets on, It's like midnight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Thanks for the submission. Uh, love the top five. Um, all right, what's up next? Oh, I get to talk about a game. Let's talk about, and this is going to seem repetitive because I literally talked about this game last week. Uh Did you say
0: Daisy? I'm quitting.
1: <laughs> Daisy didn't come out this week. Good. We don't, we don't have to talk about it. Perfect. Maybe Daisy, too. We'll talk about that in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Miles Morales. Uh, this is that that Spider-Man DLC that you've all heard so much about. One of the best-looking games. Uh, if not the best looking game on the next generation of hardware, uh, it's also a great little side piece to the mainline Spider-Man games. This introduce it, doesn't introduce miles. He was actually introduced in the first game. Um, but yeah, if you played the original Spider-Man, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into here. Uh, super fluid combat with some minor additions this time around with the whole venom, like bioelectricity attacks he has. Uh, that kind of puts a whole new layer on combat it also introduces new characters or new not new characters new enemies that you're gonna have to fight against that are immune to certain things or maybe they can only be knocked back with that venom so like it does have a gameplay mechanic tied into it as well like it's 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 a good addition uh as far as the story goes i think it was a decent story the only thing it may have lacked was uh big well-known characters i think the rhino makes an appearance again i know that was in trailers uh and he's the only one that i had heard of so that was different coming from spider-man where you had vulture and fisk and scorpion and right electro i feel like was there shocker there was just everyone uh but stone wasn't that wasn't he like a side i think he was a i think he was a dlc character i think him black Cat, cat
0: lady was
1: yeah i think there was three of them there was three dlc by the end of it right um but i think it's a it's a good take on on these games i think miles feels it miles when he's not in the spider-man suit is obviously very different from peter which i think that has has that going for it like i enjoyed being miles more outside of the suit than i enjoyed being peter outside of the suit or at times when you had to be mary jane and those missions were just the I worst didn't like any of
0: that stuff <laughs> no just so, be
1: yeah and i mean that's kind of where you're at here i think but these are the stuff when you're outside of the suit kind of makes everything you're doing when you are spider-man feel that much more relevant and impactful yeah it gives weight to it for sure um but other than that it's it's fantastic and if you have a ps5 or if you don't have a ps5 wait until you have a ps5 and play it there uh it's it's hands down the uh the best place that you're gonna play this game um yeah, it's just more Spider Man, and the original Spider Man is, like I've said multiple times, is probably in my top ten games of all time. It's it's that good, and this is just a great little side piece uh, to that main story. Um, so yeah, Miles Morales, I can't wait for you to actually be able to play it someday, so we can have a conversation about it.
0: Yeah, dude, the backlog for my PlayStation is getting so long now because I'm pretty much refused to play the PS4 Pro. I should just box it up and list it on let go or something.
1: That's at this point, you're just kind of waiting. It's yeah.
0: Like, oh, dude, there's other games that are coming up on this list that I'd love to dive into again or more, again, but you just can't Spider-Man, Miles Morales, um, uh, final fantasy seven remake. Like imagine how that runs and how it looks on the PS five.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that then... You are in a tough spot. I think that's where that's kind of where people were with like the Series X, too. It's kind of like I do have these games I could play, but I'm waiting, waiting until I can get the enhanced version of this. Uh, yeah, and this game for sure, it has a fidelity mode and a performance mode. Uh, you can definitely tell the difference either you're getting like ray tracing like if you look at a skyscraper with fidelity mode on you look at the ray tracing like the reflections of the entire city in the windows it's incredible, but then you're only playing at thirty frames per second, sixty mm-hmm. frames per second, the swinging and the combat is just the smoothest thing you could ever have, but then you're you're missing out on things like the ray tracing so it's kind of like when you're swinging around and you're in combat, you want to be in the performance mode but when you're just kind of walking around and try to take in the city uh you want it in fidelity mode i definitely suggest and i talked about this last week playing at least both of them a little bit to to try them both out and see see which one maybe fits your play style better you might not notice 30 frames per second compared to 60
0: um i think it, it's possible. to feel faster like destiny does
1: it, yeah, 100%. You're getting that extra frame. You're seeing You're seeing more, so it's all coming at you a little faster. Uh, absolutely. But, yeah, Miles Morales, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I wouldn't have talked on talked about uh, that I didn't talk about last week. The the side quests are all fine.
0: The thing I want to know about like that everybody's talking about, and there's been actually a uh, an email sent out by Xbox to consumers asking if they like this. How's the... The controller, the haptic feedback, and the triggers, and all that stuff with Spider-Man—it's
1: so so good. Uh, the you'll get tension with the uh, the haptic like right. the, the triggers, I guess. Like right. they yeah. they get heavier as you push down. Like when you're swinging and he's at the end of a swing, it's harder to like push them down. Or it's like they're pushing back, or there's it, resistance. Yeah, it's like they're fighting back, and there yeah, there's a little bit of resistance. Or when you're in the main screen you're on a subway and it's like Ch-ch, like the the feeling of right. the train going over the tracks the mm. vibrations for it or it, it they're perfect it's so tough to talk about what a controller feels like when it's doing right. these things when you're when you're not used to having to explain something like this uh but, but much yeah better
0: than rumble triggers
1: yeah straight up a thousand percent uh <laughs> and to- it's it's awesome that microsoft's asking about this because that's what i've heard from a lot of people is like the most next generation thing that has happened this year is the playstation 5 controller yeah uh, the dual sense so yeah dude and, and spider-man uses it and i think all first party uh sony titles going forward will use the dual sense to its full potential so uh, definitely.
0: Well, I just hope that uh, all this bot business is over by the time Ratchet and Clank comes out, because I might have to spend more money than I need to.
1: It, it's got to be coming to an end, right? Like these dudes have to be either running out of stock or they're just they're running like out of money. Or yeah, like I don't know. I hope so.
0: But if it works like drugs, they just sell it and <laughs> re-up,
1: right? <laughs> well, let's hope that's not the case. I, I suppose. Uh. But, yeah, Miles Morales, uh, fantastic game. Um, probably some of the best DL- DLC uh, side story you could do for a game like this. Um, Still
0: the best superhero game.
1: Yes, Spider-Man Head is 100 else And that's, yeah. that's the thing. You're getting the exact same, like, combat and web swinging. Like, it feels just as good. Uh it's- and now you're just getting introduced to a new character. And I'm really hoping in Spider-Man 2 you can use them both because there's times at this game where they're both on screen fighting. Yeah. And it's, man, so good. Would love is to see a,
0: it. Is there a separate Platinum for Miles Morales or is it all incorporated to the Spider-Man game? Uh,
1: they are two completely different games. Yeah, so okay. there's uh, you can get Platinum for Miles Morales on its own. Funny story. Is that something you're interested in or no? Um. No no i don't think so uh i don't know what it would take nowadays for me to feel like i needed to platinum a game or uh thousand gamer score a game i'm at that point when i'm spending time trekking around the map trying to get collectibles it's just time that i could be putting into something else um play man eater like playing mad eater exactly
0: uh, you could thousand gamer score that one and not even know you did it
1: the... well see now that's the kind of thousand gamer score i can get behind right um all right let's get in Whoa.
0: what's up sorry i was gonna say i think when i actually did it i was at like almost 800 or something and there was only like five or six more achievements to get and i was like screw it might as well get this thing done
1: there you go and if it's not painful doing it then sure
0: right yeah all right let's fling some more poop
1: all right more dungies on the way this next one comes out to the best new game console as you guys know we had a Couple, a uh, few, few nice consoles come out this year. So uh, we're throwing this dungie over to the KF console. Is that how it's pronounced? I think it's, so. I'm looking it up right now. It's the KFC console. <laughs> it's,
0: it's an air fryer.
1: Clap, 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 clap. If you're not familiar with KFC's console, it's literally KFC, and then the C in KFC is also yeah, the console. KF so console. I think KF console is where it's at. Uh, this yeah. thing is going to be VR ready, 4K, 200 frames, 240 <laughs> frames per second. It has an i9 processor, a terabyte SSD. It'll probably have like a 3080 or 3090. I don't think they talked <laughs> about the graphics card. Uh, but most importantly, it's going to have the world's first built in chicken chamber.
0: Right. It's gonna use the heat that the computer uses a processing <laughs> and it makes an air fryer and it fries chicken.
1: Oh my god. I KFC. Gotta get me one of these. I saw I watched a speculation video about how much this thing would actually have to cost, and they were talking like three to <laughs> four thousand dollars. So let's maybe stay away from this one, guys. Okay, uh,
0: fine. I won't get a chicken console.
1: Like, I understand doing it for the memes, but like what is happening how is like, this a they're thing doing this aren't they and and that's they'll make like a hundred of them or something and guaranteed they will sell every single one and then those things will be on ebay the next day for Dude, double be worth so much money in 20 <laughs> years it's just ridiculous uh you love to see it uh so yeah uh shout out to kfc and their kf console for <laughs> for taking home a dungie
0: as yes, did it do you think we can put the dungie in the console <laughs>
1: probably smell real bad (laughs) might not want to do that (laughs) all right uh let's throw it over to another member of the community
3: hey cross atlantic gaming this is shine 51 with my top five games of the year in no particular order i'm going to start off with the only one that i have that is pc only it is legend of keeper um i'm enjoying it it's a fun little Combination of roguelike, but you play the bad guy that is running the dungeon. So you set up your minions and your bosses. And I just think it's an interesting take on that genre and that idea. Uh, so that's why it makes the list. Second game I'll put on the list, Neon Abyss. Um, I have it on both Switch and Xbox. Um, one of the best roguelikes, I think, that's out there. I really enjoyed the idea of the different weapons you can get. Um, I thought the combat was very smooth on it. Third game on my list, Um, as people that know me, I'm a huge fan of the genre, Gears Tactics makes the list for me, both for PC and Xbox. Um, I will always say we need more tactical games. Um, The one downside it does have, in my opinion, is that it doesn't have all of the extra base building that you would get in the XCOM, but the combat is top-notch and it really makes you feel like you're playing a Gears game in the Gears universe. Fourth game on my list. Hades. Um, Just recently picked it up on the Switch. It's a very fun game, very easy to pick up, put down, just play in small increments. Um, And so again, it's why it makes the list, the art direction too. Last on my list, Immortals Phoenix Rising. This is as everything describes it. It is Breath of the Wild meets Assassin's Creed. Great story, great gameplay, takes out the annoying weapon breaking like you would have in Breath of the Wild. Anyway... Those are my top five games of the year in no particular order. Everyone let's hope we have a great 2021 and I will see you guys on discord.
1: All right. Immortals Phoenix rising. Love it.
0: He said no particular order. So,
1: Oh, he did. Well, at the very least, let's hope we do have a great 2021. (laughs) (laughs) My bad shine. If you put it last, I feel like in your head, you must have kind of been like, this is my number one Save game. Save the best for last. Save buddy. the best for last. Agreed. That's what we're doing, even though we said we're not doing our games in any particular order. <laughs> yeah, we're in a little out of order, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so are mine. Uh, the, what was that? Neon Abyss. I yeah, forgot that about that game completely. That game is yeah, real fun. 2D
0: platformer, roguelike.
1: Yeah. With with all sorts of weird different guns, and you would like collect these eggs behind you and at certain times when you entered a dungeon they'd hatch and then you'd have Mm -hmm. these little things that gave you buffs zombies or like cactuses and a bunch of other weird (laughs) stuff weird crap it's such a weird game but yeah uh, i had a ton of fun when i played i played that one on the switch i think but it is in game pass i think
0: Uh, it was i don't know if it is still i can check cool but yeah that game's awesome i need to finish it on the switch
1: well speaking of Shine's not number one game, uh Immortals <laughs> Phoenix Rising Moose, this made your list. This is another game uh that probably maybe could have cracked the top ten if I played it more. But uh Immortals yeah, Phoenix gotta, Rising.
0: You gotta get past the uh, the introduction missions there, Bear. But um yeah, <laughs> phoenix rising also known as what of god and monsters or something like that uh
1: yeah gods
0: and monsters gods and gods
1: and monsters there we go of monsters and men that's a band i think
0: basically here's the story beat typhon has escaped and wreaked havoc amongst the gods in olympus so he's basically in um he's captured them stolen their powers and um basically has just been nothing but trouble been a jerk around. yeah and so this little dude phoenix washes up on the shore just just a random guy he's a uh, a shield carrier i think and uh shield guard there we go and he washes up on shore and starts stumbling around he runs into a little dude that gives him a few tasks takes care of that and finds out that it's hermes
1: hermes god of quickness
0: speed, speed? yeah something like that and so he takes him to the uh, chamber of gods or whatever it's called. And that's where you can level up all your weapons. You can level up your stamina, your health, all the things basically of an RPG.
1: It's kind of like um, a little home, home base section.
0: Yes, exactly. And you can fast travel back to it. It's, right. it's kind of centrally located in the middle of the map. Um, but like this game took Valhalla spot for me. Yeah, it... just the 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 humor. I guess fable type humor. I I never played fable, but it's got that you know British witty type humor. And it's um, Zeus and Prometheus. They're that back are and narrating. forth. <laughs> yeah, Prometheus narrates your story, and then Zeus kind of basically just comes in and pokes holes in the story the whole time. And they they're just two old guys arguing about what you should do what you're doing Um, and you go around the map and you basically help out these gods give them back their powers and within giving them back their powers you get an ability so every um, scenario that you beat in the, the game mission it kind of builds upon your character so you you go from being just this little guy with tiny stamina bars to a guy that has wings that can float across the whole map
1: a lot like um, breath of the wild
0: yeah it's you know a lot of people are saying this is breath of the wild light or whatever but i don't know this game kind of just took all the great features of you know a bunch of great rpgs in the past melted them all together and made this game and I've had nothing but fun with it so far.
1: Yeah, I think this one it'd be tough to put this and Valhalla onto the same list because like you alluded to, this is kind of just a mix of Valhalla and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Right?
0: But this has puzzles like this, like I feel like this is more of a game than Valhalla's just literally hack and slash beat the crap out of everything in sight then go loot
1: yeah and, and valhalla is just it's tough to be the 19th game in a series and for it to still be new and exciting uh where right. we haven't really seen something like this uh from ubisoft before <clears throat> not not with this type of style uh i guess right
0: they've, they've basically camouflaged their towers as Um, well, they're actually just like pillars that you go to. So really they didn't uh,
1: camouflage them at all. (laughs) No,
0: but, uh, and you know, there's the fog of war and all that fun stuff, but I'm just enjoying the, the storyline, the little, like, I think I met Ares recently. That's like the last time I played it was when I talked about it on the podcast and, um, he got turned into a chicken and he's hilarious. And basically you're just trying to do all these missions to get Ares back to his God form. And he's just running around literally like a chicken like without a ch- his kid off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm just, I'm loving everything about it. And this is kind of the, the, uh, the RPG Valhalla or Assassin's Creed hole that I kind of needed to be filled. Cause a lot of people are kind of on the same boat that they just can't get back into Valhalla for one reason or another. Right. But I, I also heard from another podcast that, uh, the end of the story they finished valhalla after coming out with their game of the year and now they want to go back and change so
1: in a good way or a bad way
0: great way like they want to add it into their of the year now
1: so dang okay
0: right yeah so i'm looking forward to that as well
1: so much to play
0: (laughs) i know and it's like we have three consoles and a pc and and stupid games like warzone
1: right in warzone which <laughs> consumes
0: all the time and now I bought a battle pass in fortnite and, you know so I feel like I should do like 15 or 20 minutes on that at night before I go to bed right. just to get me some xp
1: but yeah immortals so, I think this was uh kind of came out of nowhere I didn't think it was going to yeah. get the type of reception that it got from people I feel like it was universally at least liked uh and a ton of people loved it so right
0: and I would say, you know, I i love Ubisoft. Don't buy this game right now because there's a lot of rumblings that all of UB Pass or whatever is coming to Game Pass. So let's just oh, wait a month or two and see what happens.
1: <laughs> the best value in gaming if that happens. Right. Not that we it wasn't it already.
0: All. Yep. Maybe PlayStation will come
1: to Game Pass. Right? Just give me Sony. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> how about naughty all naughty dog titles? Yeah. Great. Um uh, all right, good deal. Uh you want to give out another donkey? Yeah, let's fling some poop. All right, this is for the biggest fun ruiner. This one goes yeah. out to all the scalpers. Just bots in general, or the bots that are set up by the scalpers. Aim bots, clicker bots, <laughs> scalper bots.
0: That. F the bots, okay. It's Put all them the people. Vast and burn them all.
1: <laughs> there's good bots and there's bad bots. No. Some help moderate things, like our Twitch chat, so we don't have to when somebody comes in here flinging all types of ignorant stuff, but also blocks out bad word. words like damn. <laughs> so oh, I... he just needs some tweaking. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to all the scalpers and all the bots that ruin our gaming life. All those people that get so excited, got so excited about PS5, Xbox Series X, maybe even the Xbox Series S Uh, And if you weren't lucky enough to pre-order, which was also a whole entire horrible process in itself. uh, Even the video cards. What? Even the video cards. Yeah, the video cards too. Literally everything. Everything that was going to be in high demand at this terrible time. Uh, just where we're all stuck inside of our houses and we all need these escapes. And then there's these people just hoarding these things, marking them up double and selling them to. Yeah.
0: But I guess like if you're like Tony in the shoe game, this has been a thing for years for them because you know, shoes get dropped at an exclusive time online and they always announce when they're going to be dropped. And, like, it's hit or miss whether you're going to get the shoes or not because they get bought up by bots. So, I would say,
1: so they're literally, oh, my God.
0: It's, they need to figure out some way to either block bots or,
1: I don't know. It's scary to think that this these same people have, like, thousands of Xboxes and Playstations, but right. also have thousands of Jordans.
0: Right, exactly. They're the same people, <laughs> I guarantee.
1: I don't doubt it.
0: They just have warehouses in undisclosed locations <laughs> just full of shit that people want. Uh, They're like Amazon, but not.
1: Ever see that episode of The Office where Dwight buys up all the unicorn dolls and then sells them to all the parents? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Dwight's the one with all the PlayStations. Uh, so thanks for nothing, scalpers, and all your dirty bots ruining our games and our fun and our good times.
0: That sweatshirt I got to ask you if you're working for the man there, Risky.
1: I'm wearing a Dwight Shroot Farms. Shroot Farms
0: beat shirt. Talking about the boss. Man uh, talking there.
1: about my boss.
0: That's how you got your PlayStation, huh?
1: Don't tell anyone. He gave me a great deal. <laughs> Side of beats. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's throw it over to another member of the community for their top five. Maybe. Please.
5: Hello, everyone. This is Sweeney. And I'm going to tell you my top five games of 2020. Number five is Deliver Us The Moon. This is one that I'd like to thank the community for, through Game Pass Roulette. I would never have played it otherwise. I just really enjoyed the game. Didn't expect to, and it was just something I'd definitely recommend other people playing. Number four will be FIFA 21. Normally a lot higher up the list. The first two or three weeks were Really good on this game. But when the patches came in. It made it a worse game. And I haven't played it really since. In number 3. I would say it is. Battlefield 5. Very um, shocked at myself. For spotting this here. But it's more the last 2 or 3 months. With me, casual game and friends. We've all got back into playing this. And I've really enjoyed it. At number 2. Is Europa Universalis 4. It's probably my favourite game of all time. Um, Put about 350 hours into it this year. Really enjoy it. And at number one is Cyber. No, I won't messing. It's Modern Warfare Warzone. Only one game. It's the game of lockdown, isn't it? I think everybody really enjoyed playing it. And it's probably the best Battle Royale there's ever been. Pity Cold War got integrated into it. Hope you all have a nice 2021.
1: Ciao. Another shout. For Cyber... Wait. Warzone. Hey, he made the joke first. Heard
0: that baby boy
1: in the background. Sounds like he's big and healthy. Happy, healthy, just like Warzone. Well, maybe not so much right now because of the DMR.
0: Is anything ever related to Call of Duty anything but toxic? No. No.
1: (laughs) The answer is clearly no uh sweeney thanks for the submission uh warzone again taking taking some more number one spots from the community uh fantastic good choice and even uh it sounds like he's jumping into some older games as well which heck it's a weird year why not be playing battlefield 5 i mean i could think of reasons but uh, if that's what you want to do that's what you're gonna do right
0: and what's up next is where uh to become
1: one huh up next is where two become one.
0: Both of our lists integrate.
1: I don't I think know. they do. Maybe they do, and I'm confused. All right, next up, this one oh, is. No, from... they don't. Okay, I didn't think so, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, I know this was on your short list; would have made a top ten though. Uh, and this game is Ghost of Tsushima. This is so you kind of talked about how. Uh, immortals phoenix rising was you took the right. place of a hollow for you uh where
0: of valhalla for me as well
1: yeah so ghost of tsushima for me was kind of my ubisoft big open world game with towers and whatnot except for ghost of tsushima yeah, I mean, did yeah. it all a little bit differently because this is one of the first games that tried to eliminate uh as much hud as possible right and i think they did an amazing job like your Absolutely. compass in this game is the wind
0: yeah you when you swipe on the the touchpad
1: right yeah you swipe on the touchpad and like a gust of wind will pop up and you'll see like the tall grass and the rose blossoms will be like flying in a certain direction and that's kind of how you navigate the game yeah. uh and as far as like collectibles there's i think it's a charm that you can eventually unlock that it will the controller will vibrate a little bit if there's something nearby that you could do um like a collectible or a side quest or something there's also these like golden birds that would fly around and if you see them you could follow them and they'll take you to a side quest or an optional some type of optional content whether it's a um they're not called dungeons I'm trying to think what they were called. Oh
0: yeah. Like a
1: house. Temples or shrines or something. Uh, Shrines maybe. Uh, And if you did these, those ones were specifically were like platforming segments where if you could figure your way out to the top, you'd get a charm to add to your arsenal. Um, Mm -hmm. There was just, there was so many ways that this game didn't want to just give you a map and blot things to go hunt down and track and find. And they found every way they could uh, whether it be audio or following animals or the wind to get around. Uh, it just, it felt completely different. I hadn't felt this way about a game in it's open world probably since breath of the wild where breath of the wild was like, I'm not holding your hand or I'm not going to put markers up. You just, you need to go explore this world, uh, to figure out what it has for you. Um, not only that this game, uh, you're a samurai, which, right fans of assassin's creed have been asking for like a samurai game for years at this point uh and then sucker punch who's the developer was just like here you're never going to play an assassin's creed that's as good as this game
0: exactly now they can't because they're like i think that sucker punch basically took the assassin's creed games of the last few years and improved every aspect of them
1: yeah for sure and uh one of the aspects would be combat which i think right. has has gotten pretty stale in the assassin's creed games besides uh, adding uh, new techniques and maybe abilities you know, period
0: weapons or you know whatever it is yeah that, that exactly
1: genre. uh where ghosts has this there's different stances so as a samurai you can have like the wind stance or the water stance i think there's four different stances and all four of them you kind of swap between when you're in combat and depending on what type of enemy you're fighting you'll have a different stance that is going to be beneficial for you to be using it'll make it a little bit easier to parry uh your strikes will hit more without them blocking that kind of thing Um, and the combat is so smooth and you're different you have like smoke bombs and shurikens and then you have these stances And it turns the combat into something that you would see in a movie. Like, it it plays out like a video game, and it's all – it feels tactile. Like, when you swing, it feels like a swing. If it hits something, you can tell you hit something. Like, it Mm -hmm. it feels like a video game, but it looks like a movie. Kind of tough to explain, but – Well, they have
0: that that black-and-white – like old school film mode too. yeah
1: they have so that's that's just like a bonus on top of all this they have like a Kurosawa like old samurai movie filter where it plays in black and white and it takes all of the sound and mushes it into like a tin can, so it sounds yeah. super tinny and it just feels like you're watching an old samurai movie uh not how I would suggest playing the game because it's beautiful, uh, dude, the art direction in this game like we're not talking about resolution or fidelity or how good that stuff looks just the art direction that they went with the bright colors like i mentioned earlier the the roads blossoms just everywhere uh the trees will be like bright yellows there'll be fires and it's just until you're in there and you see everything moving on the screen while you're doing this it's kind of tough to really explain how good this game looks um but yeah, so don't play it in Kurosawa mode, <laughs> for sure, or at least not your first playthrough. Right. Uh, the The story is also kind of cool. Your, you and your uncle, uh, and you're on the island of Tsushima. I think there's like 80 samurai or something, and these you get invaded by Mongols. Uh, and you're, I, I want to say it's your uncle. It's been a while, but he goes down to like meet the Mongol leader because uh, traditionally that's what you do. You'd like settle your score. 1v1 uh and me outside yeah meet me outside we'll do this so he goes up to him and this is like the the nephew or grandson or something of kangas so he's a big scary monkle dude and what he does is he walks up to him throws a bunch of hot oil on him and then lights him on fire and like yeah savage dude from that point on you know that these mongols mean business and they're going to play dirty like he even says at one point that he's like studied all the ways of the samurais so he knows like exactly what you're going to be doing so this invasion is going to be incredibly hard to stop and
0: right and they're like bound to a code so that you know they can't just throw hot oil on somebody and light them on fire
1: and that's one of the biggest struggles in this game for the main character Jin is that he's been born and raised as a salmon samurai has this code of conduct and like all these things that he should be following but he meets another character who's kind of like nah bro you're not going to be able to beat the mongols unless you take a more stealthy approach Gorilla to warfare. this exactly, exactly. guerrilla warfare i think is perfect Uh, so then you, you kind of get introduced to a more stealthy way that you can play the game, uh, sneaking around using smoke bombs, assassinating people without them looking. Uh, and like an Assassin's Creed game, you can kind of, you can start there if you want, and then just get into brawls because this is...
0: You can call like you can just like walk into one of those little temples or whatever and just be like, "Come at me, bro!" <laughs> there,
1: there's literally a "Come at me, bro" button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can just walk up and you'll call out one of the guys in in the encampment or whatever, uh, and then you it goes into this crazy like duel mode, like something from the old west where they'd go back to back and like draw. And what happens is you have this brief amount of time where you need to draw your sword right as they're about to attack you. And as you right. get later into the game, uh, they kind of mess with you a little bit. Like, they might, like, twitch or, like, fake you a little bit. But if you get this timing perfect, you one-shot the first guy in combat. Cut it in half, right? It's, at times, yes, you literally would cut dudes in half. Uh, so, like I said, there is a stealth approach that you could take but with how good the combat is in this game and the whole like calling out thing it's just it's the most badass way to go into any of these situations uh the stealth i can understand maybe if it's a big base and you want to kind of take out some of the enemies or maybe take care of the archers because they can be really annoying uh and the only cue you have for the archers i think is sound so you'll hear like when an arrow is coming in so you know to dodge. Which is awesome because, like I said, it it takes away all the HUD elements that you'd get in an Assassin's Creed game of like parry now. What they do is they have like the glint of a sword will kind of like sheen for a minute, and that's when you know that you have to parry or dodge. Uh, or they have the audio cues for the arrows. Um, even like enemies coming behind you, the audio in this game super well done. Um, as far as side content goes, a lot of it's very different from other games. You can do things from. Yeah, right. From writing haikus to going to hot spas, which just the hot spa will give you a chunk of your health, like your your max health, it kind of upgrades that. Um, what else? Chasing those well, now, yellow. What'd you say?
0: I was gonna say now, like before, since you and I have even touched this game, it's like a completely new game, right?
1: That too, and they the upgrades that they've done for not only. Uh frames per second for this game uh, i'm pretty sure it is locked at sixty now, but they also introduced a multiplayer mode where there can yeah. be like four samurai playing at the same time Like a,
4: a whole
0: multiplayer campaign and like some sort of raid it,
1: it, uh yeah, and I think it's like a i think it's kind of a horde mode i haven't gone back to it okay. since then um but outside of those kind of like smaller side questy things that just give you maybe a charm or a stat boost or something, you also have these ally quests because you're going to meet people throughout the story and the great thing about these is you don't kind of do one hit it and you're just done and you never see these characters again uh throughout the different acts of the story you're going to run into these same allies and have to do like different parts of their mission so you're also getting not only your main story but you're getting the side character stories throughout um the entire game well up until where i am at least
0: um so Dude, in November they added a raid in
1: this. Game. So there's an actual raid, like raiding a fortress yeah. kind of kind of deal. Yeah, I'm reading an article
0: here where it says the the raid content basically seals this game for game of the year.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: I, I have. See, I think they just keep um, supporting and developing and bringing out more content in this, you know, universe, this realm, which
1: is awesome. And as far as I know, it's free content for yeah i
0: think it is there's no like dlc or anything it's all included
1: yeah so um yeah ghost of tsushima i don't if you want to play one of these types of games in my opinion if you have a playstation absolutely try this game out um it is fan freaking tastic yeah Um, it's
0: definitely one of the best games on playstation this year
1: yeah just sony knocking it out of the park with some of these exclusives (laughs) they always do man they do um but yeah, I don't, I think that's that's about it for Ghost. Uh fantastic game. Definitely, definitely my top five. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh throw some more poo. Do it. <laughs> All right, this next one goes to the best global pandemic game. Your baby moose. Hands down. Animal Crossing, New Horizon, the legit best global pandemic game. This is less of a dungie.
0: Yeah, this is just what everybody needed for the last 9 months cuz I I believe everybody's saying that uh Elon Musk is the mo- the richest guy in the world. I think that uh Tom Nook has something to say about that. <laughs> uh, oh, are boy, we sure
1: that all the bells? Are we sure Tom Nook isn't just Elon Musk in a bear costume? I don't know. It, yeah,
0: they've got some similarities. <laughs>
1: uh yeah animal crossing this is kind of falls in the same line as like fall guys did for me just something that was cute and not serious and just fun and the amount of stuff that people did with this game like the talk shows and uh who did the talk shows gary widow right
0: yeah he does like uh dungeons and dragons is he doing that now now (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, it's so good because it's kind of like you can be in voice chat with people, but then your avatar can just be kind of hanging out in Animal Crossing, right?
0: Like, it, like it revitalized the uh, MTV Cribs back to 2020. Everybody really sh- wanted to show sh- off their island. Show
1: off your islands, yeah. They're it just the YouTube, like it's just all it's all the things that were made from Animal like Crossing, right. right? From this base game, which is your pretty standard, as far as I know, Animal Crossing game. But yeah. when the community came together and some of the stuff they made, uh, there wasn't a better game to take people's interest uh, during this yeah. pandemic.
0: And they supported this game like Fortnite. Like literally every, every month there was an event.
1: Every they holiday. holiday. Yep. Yeah.
0: So I missed New Year's and Christmas. So I might have to go back and see what's going on with the old time travel With the machine. old time
1: travel machine? <laughs> I like it. It's
0: the best way to do it.
1: Yeah, buddy. So Animal Crossing, shout out to you. We'll send you your dungie in the mail. Maybe we'll put like a smiley face on it. Like we'll do the he's emoji
0: for this one. Straight to Tom Nick.
1: Straight to Tom. No nobody on the island's ever gonna see it. So besides Tom. Um all yeah, right. to put it in the museum. For sure. There's I'm sure he's got a spot for it. That thing's big enough. All right. Let's uh throw it over to another member of the community.
4: Hey everyone, it's Blade here with your top five. Um, coming at number five for me is Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, a great Breath of the Wild slash Assassin's Creed fusion. They did that on purpose and they make no qualms about it. It's just a fun, entertaining little thing to, you know, burn an hour or two here and there. Uh, number four for me on the Switch is Hades. A uh, great indie game, dungeon, roguelite. Just does it really well. Um, it's the first game of that kind where I kind of want to die to see kind of what happens next and what changes on my next playthrough. Coming in at number three, the disappointment of the year, probably for everybody, is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I've been fortunate, I guess, to not have as many glitches as I've heard from other people, um, but still very glitch heavy. Um, A lot of fun to play. Uh, The biggest glitch I've, I've had is just getting glitched out in Quest where you do something and it just doesn't go through. So it can be a little bit of a pain to play. I don't grab it as much as I'd like to. Um, I kind of play it when I want to for 20, 30 minutes. But it's still a great game. Could use some fixes. Um, coming in at number two for me is going to be a really random one. But uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Team. Um, it's another dungeon crawler. Obviously has Pokemon in it. Um, it's done really well. It was originally on the, uh, the handhelds. And it's just a fun quick thing. If you like the skin of Pokemon, if you like that dungeon crawler aspect, does a really great job. Um, of entertaining you and keeping you playing. And then number one, a very boring pick, but my pick just the same, is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, Beautiful game. First game I picked up on the uh, Xbox Series X, which I'm sure has made me biased a little bit. Um, Huge Assassin's Creed fan. Ton of fun, can burn a ton of hours on it, and looking forward to completing it this year as one of my games of the month with our CAG challenge.
1: All right. So we went with Assassin's Creed. I I will say, like... As far as I know, he was going from like a 720p TV and an OG Xbox to a 4K set and the Series X and seeing a game like Assassin's Creed Valhalla for some of its shortcomings is definitely one of the better looking games this uh, upcoming generation.
0: For sure. Oh, and we got that question, I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe. About you know what games would you recommend to show off the Series X? And I completely forgot about Dirt, Dirt Five, and and I said Horizon Four. Oh okay. Dirt Five looks every bit as good, if not maybe better.
1: Okay, fair,
5: 5.
1: fair enough. Um, yeah. So Valhalla Blade, thanks for the submission. I also like the uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I threw that one in there at number two.
0: He said dungeon crawler twice. It's Dungey
1: Blade it's not a dungy blade you don't have to say dungy nobody says dungy <laughs> only moose says dungy you know, it's, a thing. <laughs> it's never going to be a thing um all right so now moose this is the time when to become one hey all right let's talk about these next two games are on both uh mine and moose's top five lists uh let's start with hades though uh blade had just talked about this one Blady. I think
0: Shine had it too, didn't
1: he? Oh yeah, yep. It was also in Shine's list. Um and I also almost just went to say Blade's instead of Hades. Blade and Hades. There you go. Makes sense. Uh this is the next game in the super giant line of stop whatever else you're playing and play this game games. Right. Um probably they nail it
0: every time, no matter what the the genre of the game. This is their first roguelike, right?
1: Uh yeah, and but between like the their art style I feel like is very specific to them, uh, yeah. the the quality of voice acting they always get in their games is top-notch yeah. and you're going to see both these things here. Uh Hades is a not a it's probably the best in my opinion roguelite that has ever come out. I think it's probably yeah. probably my favorite. Um I do the hand-drawn art style the each run is going to be a little bit different because there is well everything's procedurally generated uh to begin with so you're going to get into a certain world uh and then the maps are going to be the different are going to be a little different some of the enemies are going to be different uh which ones spawn in but then also before you even hop in you have a choice of how many different weapons by the end it's like uh, six or seven six three. yeah six or seven i think a shield a bow, a gun, and my favorite, the spear. Yeah, I think there's, there's also there's a you said gun. Yeah,
0: there's, there's like the boxing gloves. Spear. Yeah, the shield thing.
1: So might be, I think it's I it might be
0: six. I usually just play whatever weapon has the most purple things. The one that gives
1: like universe. bonus gems. Yeah, because
0: yeah, I haven't maxed out that whole thing in the mirror yet.
1: So, I mean, not only is this, I think, our type of game, uh, right. but it's also just doused in Greek mythology, which is which is another reason I think Immortals Phoenix Rising uh mm-hmm. was good from what I played, is just getting that mythology, uh, and getting to see kind of everyone's take on those gods. But I think Hades does it super well every god you run into you don't actually you get kind of these dialogue like they kind of pop up as still images and then you get to their voice acted from there uh and what these guys are doing each run is they're giving you different boons which will either give you say if you got one from poseidon you'll have some type of water ability or if uh zeus will give you something with lightning uh, hermes speed and it just goes on from that and uh, they all have different abilities And, yeah, dude, it's probably the smoothest playing roguelite ever.
0: Mm -hmm. And I saw this game, what was it, 2018, 2019, something like that, at E3. It was just like one of the part of a montage of games that were coming out. And then I think I picked it up on Steam last year,
1: sometime right
0: or no, the year before.
1: It might have been and 2018 when we for when you first downloaded it into Steam.
0: Yeah, it was in early access or whatever you call it on Steam. And you know, we played it for a little bit, but the amount of improvements they made to that game in the six or eight months that it took for us to play it again, it was almost like a completely different game, and I I loved everything about it
1: yeah it's the literally the perfect pick up and play game because you're gonna play one run because it's a roguelite uh and then you're gonna be done uh except for you're excited it's weird because you're excited to die
0: because it progresses the story along
1: yeah this is the first roguelite that has like there's a story element tied in that makes sense for why you keep dying. Like you're Mm -hmm. the son of Hades. Your name is Zagreus. uh, And you're just trying to escape the underworld to figure out what happened to your mother. Uh, And you're going to get little pieces of that. Every time you die and go back to the underworld, you're going to get to talk to like Achilles and Hades uh, and Nyx and just a bunch of other people. And they always have something new to say. And if they don't have something new to say, it's just not going to pop up for you so you're not going to get like repeat dialogue from these characters all the time uh but when you finally finish that first run and a run consists of it it might be like 20 20 20 levels or something so there's like three different main worlds you go through and then finally at the very end you go through some dungeons and then you fight uh it's not really a spoiler. You would assume that you'd fight Hades to be like the final boss, the one guy who didn't want you leaving. Uh, you fight him, and then you get to see where the story goes. And to get this story complete, to get through all of it, uh, you need to beat the game 10 times. Right. I haven't done it yet.
0: Me either. I've only beat it zero times so far.
1: <laughs> you got to get through it. Yeah. Worth it.
0: That could be my game of the month. I could take a whole month and just going to do this. Because I've gotten real close. I've gotten to the third tier of hell or whatever. That boss, the, like... The
1: Minotaur red. guy. It's
0: like the Rock, basically, or the Rock's logo. <laughs> yeah, pretty
1: much just a bull. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he, like, does the axe chop from, like, way across the map, and I haven't figured out how to avoid that yet. So.
1: Yep. And, I mean, as... So, obviously, with it being a roguelite, you are keeping uh power and knowledge uh each run but you collect these like purple gems and they can go into the skill tree uh, and then as you power yourself up like eventually you're gonna get through the game because right. of the powers uh that you've added to yourself um
0: they're boons right or no you get boons in the game
1: you get boons throughout the game there's a bunch of different little systems going on in different um like trinkets you can assign to yourself which also really? help out the boons like are the
0: pomegranate one will um level up whatever you currently have right
1: yep and then the most important one is the uh the daedalus hammer which will just take whatever weapon Change you have the weapon completely it just mutates the weapon so like the spear yeah. was my favorite weapon and one of the daedalus hammers would turn it into three spears that went forward left and right so you could hit like a barrage of enemies. Um, my uh,
0: favorite one, I, I think I had the mach- the gun. Yeah. And it turned my power into a zero cooldown power. So I could literally just launch grenades all over the map. Just as nuts. Much as I wanted to.
1: That's awesome. It was uh, the cool thing in the the end game. Cause like, I think I've beat it three or four times at this point. Uh, and what they do is they, they add in these packs of punishment is what they're called. And they're kind of just little, Modifiers that you're going to select before the run, and depending on how many you put on, uh, you're going to get bonus uh, just bonuses in general. There are certain items that you can only get once per run, uh, but as you add these packs, you can get them again, like the Titan blood and some other materials that you need a decent amount of, but you generally can't find them because they're super rare. Yeah, Um, it's like in game or
0: boss rewards
1: yeah and, and how they so they not only challenge you with the packs of punishment but these bosses that you're going to keep running into like the there's one boss for each main world uh in those three sets of bosses they're going to kind of alter their play style and what they throw at you so it's not going to be an easy clear because you've memorized it uh yeah. after enough times they kind of just change it up
0: the first boss fight which is what meg meg she, yeah turns into like two other sisters or two other iterations of herself and like yeah, she changes the way she fights.
1: Yep. She has two other sisters and then there's, once you get far enough, you have to fight multiple of them at the same right. time. It's like,
0: okay. Right now I've got to where I have them in stages okay. where I fight one and then it goes black screen and it comes back up and then I'm fighting a different one.
1: Yep. So it's cool. Your, your first run of this game and your last run of this game uh if you threw that last stage at a brand new player without abilities like you get wrecked Uh, but as you gain power so do your enemies and i think it's it's a perfect balance and it's just it's so dang good the the it's so smooth like and this is on switch so like you had said we we picked this up on steam originally we're playing on a pc which is probably the best place to play it in quotation marks but having this as a handheld being able to bring it wherever just do a quick run that takes 20 to 25 minutes if you complete it um man what a game and just the greek mythology the voice acting the art style uh i could gush about every part of this game there's a there's not much i can say negatively about it
0: super giant does it right
1: super giant does it right ain't that the truth
0: so now enough of the good let's fling some poop
1: Let's fling some poo. All right. This is the game of the year 2018. This one goes out to Among Us. Uh, Thanks to a bunch of bored streamers in quarantine, this Stab Your Friends in the Backspace game became very, very popular this year. So shout out to you, Among Us, a game that nobody knew about two years ago, but now the entire world knows about two years later.
0: Wasn't it made as like a
1: project for call co- like three college kids or something? I don't know. I know that it's only three people that made it. So, yeah.
0: Or maybe they just did it, you know, as a side project or something. But I know that, you know, their whole lives have been flipped upside down since this game caught fire.
1: That's what I've said that before on this podcast. I was like, can you imagine waking up that one day and being like, Whoa, why is there so much money in our bank account? It's yeah. like 6
0: million people downloaded the game yesterday.
1: Huh? right like what streamer is doing this why what happened so yeah among us shout out to you uh you were a little late to the party but hey you're here now and the people love you
0: so i think they're what full steam ahead they got a new map and all sorts of stuff
1: coming. yeah when you end up buying mansions for yourselves and all these fancy cars you might as well just spend it's that's the biggest thing is that this is a studio of three people And think about the amount of money these, I want to say kids, they're probably pretty young.
0: You know, dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's, and they are getting the money.
1: Nuts. Absolutely insane. We'll uh, send you guys one dungie. Keep it in your uh, dorm room. Put
0: it on the mantle. Right up there with your Game of the Year awards. Woo! Congratulations. What was it? The Video Game Awards? Whatever. They just did. (laughs)
1: I feel you. All right. Let's get to our last community submission for game of the year.
6: What's going on, guys? Lydonian here with my top five games of 2020. Number five, Star Wars Squadrons. This game is amazing. It's on a sale usually always, so you can pick it up super cheap. It's a great Star Wars game. If you like flying around, it's incredible. Um, Super fun, multiplayer and it's a great game to fly around, kill stuff, and get your Star Wars um, fanboyism in. Number four, Ghost Runner. This game is like Mirror's Edge on crack, and you're a ninja. So, what's not to like? You're flying around and avoiding gunshots, and it's very challenging. Um, but it it hits all the right buttons for me, so I love it. Among Us, number three um this game is super fun it's like a fun party game to play with your friends uh get drunk on a saturday night and just go to town accuse each other of being the imposter and sussing and all those bad words that are now all over twitch um the one thing i dislike about it though is i've played probably like a hundred games with my friends and only been the imposter like five or six times so there's game there's no like good way Of being the imposter I feel like they're not very random so they need to fix that but other than that good Dishonored 2 this game came out a long time ago but I've just beat it for the first time this year so um, that is my number two game of the year this game is a amazing sequel to Dishonored 1 if you like stealth games if you like beating games without killing people or being seen at all this is the game for you super fun Um, and there's two ways to play you could play as corvo or his daughter so it's a worth repeating and my number one game of the year is call of duty Warzone, which i hate to do but i played this game so much and it's still my favorite battle royale um play the crap out of it up until recently with the dmr and mac 10 dominating the meta And it's not really fun right now, but I suspect it'll be fun in a few weeks. So that's my list for 2020. Hope you guys have a great 2021. And, uh, God, that feels weird to say. But catch you all later. Bye.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Lydonian. Another shout for Warzone.
0: Sounds like a, a common thread here.
1: It sure does i also I like the uh dishonored two definitely an older game, but that way game's... to
0: keep it uh current there Ledonian.
1: hey among us is on there, just whatever
0: next year, I'm doing all nineties games
1: ooh, it's the best nineties games of twenty twenty one um all right, guys, uh. If you couldn't tell, there was one game that we haven't talked about yet, but every member of the community has talked about, it seems. Uh, This is both mine and Moose's number one game of the year. And that game is Call of Duty Warzone. Probably tired of us talking about it at this point.
0: Right. I think everybody else just said what we needed to say, but best battle royale out, out there right now. Um, As long as you can make it from plane to destination.
1: (laughs) Yep. Once you get the tough part out of the way, smooth sailing from there.
0: Then uh, fall damage seems to be a little more difficult for some than others. (laughs) uh,
1: (laughs) Nerf it. Nerf the fall damage. And
0: I don't know. This game just kicks ass.
1: It's just, I think because call of duty is so mainstream like the the normal games that there's no way this wasn't going to be the biggest baddest best battle royale game i remember when this thing was rumored with modern warfare how excited i was and then how many months we had to sit there and wait knowing that it was a thing but with activision not saying anything about it and then in march it finally came out uh I, i will say it was everything i thought it was going to be uh, you're getting Call of Duty Gunplay, which is the, if not the top, very close behind best gunplay that you can have in gaming, uh, and then it's put over a humongous map with tons of different points of interest that are all, uh, they're all good spots. I mean, at this point, I think maybe we're all getting a little stale on them because we've been in Verdansk, which is the map, uh, for so long, right. but the first time... Dropping in and just seeing, they did the thing where they float the names above all the locations, and you're just looking around like, lumber and prison and downtown. Like, what are all these places? And then getting to explore them. And I don't know, dude. It's just it's a perfect mix of everything I would want in a battle royale, especially Call of Duty battle royale. I remember when I first heard that there was going to be like loadouts and there were going to be your creative classes. I was like, well, that's going to be broken. But now it's just kind of you end up with that no matter what. So everybody's bringing in their best gear pretty much. The only people you're going to run into late game are people that just got bought back uh, and are picking up weapons off the ground, which you can still kill with, just maybe not as efficiently. Yeah, they
0: just tend to bounce around a little more. You got to (laughs) be better with thumbsticks. But I don't know. Everything about this game, it's probably the most hours I put into any game maybe animal crossing might have a close second i I don't even know i haven't looked but um you know it's free it's accessible it's you know it's a little more grown up
1: than fortnite i think that yeah i don't have to build any walls to to win in this one (laughs) no doubt and i think and, the one thing that it kept that a lot of battle royales were doing before it was that buyback system where it's like you're not down and out forever so i really appreciate that in this game
0: because that was terrible in blackout when you would get killed and you're like well see you guys in 30 minutes
1: and that style of battle royale feels like archaic now like i don't think you'll ever see that again where somebody has to lose and then sit there for 20 minutes not doing anything yeah like it's it's a thing of the past but yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it was Shopa that mentioned the only thing that's kind of lacking is that not a ton has happened on the map. Like we're Fortnite, uh, I think. And
0: well, there's some freaking cheaters out there.
1: No anti-cheat for sure. <laughs> Getting in lobbies and seeing the the final team have one dude with 67 kills, and you like shooting at
0: the sky. Kill, yeah. kill, kill. It's like,
1: dude, come on. And you can spectate those people too. So like, there's been times where I'll get killed and be like, "Nah, there's no way." (laughs) And then you spectate them snap to your
0: head from like, you know, thirty or forty degrees away, and they just snap over and start shooting at you. It's like, yeah. And then
1: I will watch them for the next fifteen minutes and just be amazed. Like, they'll look up into the sky, zoom in. What are they zooming in at? But they get hit markers, and then they kill a guy, and you're like, "What? Yeah, (laughs) cool,
0: okay." Killing guys before they even drop out of the plane.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not without its issues, but as far as my type of Battle Royale, Moose's type of Battle Royale, a bunch of people in the community, uh, hands down, probably my favorite type of competitive multiplayer is Battle Royales at this point, and throwing Call of Duty into it, there's no way this wasn't going to be my number one this year, for sure.
0: Right. But I, I do have to say, it, there is a, a little bit of a learning curve, and if you're not good at the game, play Plunder. Cause that's a good way to yeah. level up and learn the mechanics of the game, basically. Because you can get real frustrated dropping in squads and on Verdansk, and then just being overwhelmed by everything that's going on.
1: Yeah, there. I mean, there is skill-based matchmaking, which is is nice to a certain point when you're first learning. But mm-hmm. once you get up to like the lobbies that we play in, you, you play in. I play in. You you get yeah, I maybe I my lobby when I join. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> fun fact hop into whoever's got the worst kd in your lobby sometimes it helps you out sometimes it doesn't um mm-hmm. but yeah man so um let's give the people what they want they like lists mm. you go first i had to pull up my list because they were all so close that's not true the top three were easy for me uh i had a tough time with my bottom half with the amount of games yeah. because i'll also like some special mention games i'll just name them but like genshin impact i think it was awesome ton of fun that was just like zelda that was another zelda clone that was free uh could play it on my playstation play it on mobile pick it up pc wherever uh great game uh the last of us two like i said i think it's worth playing gears Dude. tactics and wasteland 3 as far as tactical games goes i dabbled in both of those both fantastic ghost runner which ladonian mentioned i didn't even know he played that game but it is like samurai ninja meets mirror's edge like parkour First and season. combat yep uh, and then final fantasy 7 was another one that just missed it immortals phoenix rising there's a bunch uh, but as far as my top five goes we had fall guys was at number five ghost of tsushima was number four miles morales number three two was hades And number one for me was Warzone. How'd your list go?
0: I had a few honorable mentions as well that I wish could have fit in there. Um, Ghost of Tsushima we talked about. Um, Dirt 5 I had a lot of fun with. Um, But my top five goes in this order. Uh, Number five was Maneater. Number four, Eternals Phoenix Rising. Number three was Hades. Number two, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And number one was Warzone.
1: So I mean congrats so, Warzone. You you took the community and ran away with it. The really? world and, and ran away, made made the best BR that we could uh, have hoped for and asked for
0: until Titanfall 3 comes out.
1: With their Battle Royale
0: well, hopefully it has one.
1: One hundred mechs drop from the sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like, yeah, at some point, just titans all drop. You know, like your uh, your uh, loadout drops at a certain time in the game.
1: Except for it's just a titan.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, Ronan in chat. Titanfall has a BR. It's Apex. What a no, Titanfall. Sad, Apex sad really
0: Titanfall because they're spending all their development time and money on <laughs> Apex and um, not. Titanfall, but that's just my personal opinion, and I'm sure
1: not many other people's. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Uh, so that's the game of the year portion. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed all the submissions from the community. Uh, the dungies, which I guess that's just what we're going to call those from here on out. Yeah, Why passing
0: not? Out dungies, flinging poo. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, 2020 was, was a heck of a year. Definitely, like I said earlier, as I was going through my games lists, there were way more. Good games than I remembered coming out. uh Way more games that I had played this year than I had remembered. So, yeah, 2020, what a crazy, crazy year! in in, in the world and in gaming. 2021 is going to be better, though. Woo! Yeah, so far so good. There's <laughs> a
0: revolution next week.
1: <laughs> oh, we're in a weird place. Um, but we
0: got games and we got the CAG podcast so and you if you know. want
1: to find us anywhere anything cross-atlantic gaming just head over to streamerlinks.com slash cag podcast that has links to discord our social media uh where we are on itunes twitter instagram all that fun stuff uh if you want to find me i'm at risky the kid everywhere moose how about you Lusenstein,
0: 8314, all places.
1: All righty. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the third annual Cross-Atlantic Gaming Game of the Year episode. We'll catch you guys next week for episode 139.
0: Bye-bye. Peace out.
1: might have done this one before but what kind of shoes the ninjas wear sneakers that (laughs) was so good all right three
0: snowboarders are in the back of the car who's driving
1: I don't know cops (laughs) snowboarders is that an elitist skier joke that you were alluding to earlier Uh, the graveyard looks overcrowded people must be dying to get in this is a pretty generic list but I just brought up. I should have been more specific. I apologize. Oh, this one's for Blade. Do they allow loud laughing in Hawaii? Or just a low ha? Ha ha!